when, whenever I see a, a, a schoolgirl, whether she's in SS1 or SS2 or a junior, in junior secondary school, my heart moves out to her. So there was just this desire to fill that gap, to say, okay, here, I didn't get this, but I, I, I have a desire, you know, to take responsibility, okay. to not just advocate for you people, say, okay, you people, you guys have to <laughs> enjoy what I didn't enjoy, <laughs> yeah. but also to see that the, the environment is conducive. Do you know that non-governmental organizations are working ceaselessly to make the world a better place? We see a future where young people are connected and act together as agents of change. Making the dream of um, children living in undeserved communities. And I am well known for championing children's right to education. Poverty elevation, humanitarian aid. We are every child regardless of your geographical location. Health care. Socioeconomic status or religious background who have access to quality education. We are concerned about people's health and livelihood. Leadership developments and community developments. Yes, NGOs are working for the sustainability of all, especially the less privileged. Yes, yes. their voice deserves to be heard. NGO podcast is the voice of NGOs. I am Jimo Uluato Bishagon. Stay tuned. Hey. Welcome again to another episode of the NGO Podcast Show. I'm super excited to be doing this with you again today. It's such a huge pleasure to have you listening to this episode. I'm super, 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 super excited because recently we launched a new channel of our podcast, which is Opportunity Update, where we share information with you regarding scholarship, conferences, fellowship, awards, jobs, internship and grants that will be of greater benefit to you as a listener if you are listening to this podcast for the very first time let me officially welcome you to the big family and here is a brief details about this podcast and your podcast bring the diverse and vigorous voices of global ngos to people around the world by engaging interviews with founders and leaders in the ngo community problem-blooming challenges opportunities and best practices and I am your host. I am Jimo Uluwatubishegun. You can simply call me JOS. The rate of girl child abuse in Africa is undoubtedly at an alarming rate. And according to a report by Trade Union Solidarity Epping Ends, it is said that one child is raping South Africa every three minutes and one in four men admits to raping someone. With 40% of boys believing forcing someone to have sex is not an act of violence. <laughs> and according to a recent report by ILO, it is stated clear and bold that an estimated 60% of sex workers in Italy are mainly from Nigeria, western part of the African continent. And in other words of Mira Saeed of the International Immigration Organization, she said that Africa has become a supplier of fresh flesh for countries in the European Union. Said said, Belgium, Britain and Italy received the youngest African girls, while Germany and Spain are major transit countries. This recent increases in different forms of child abuse, exploitation and suffering in Africa is extremely distressing. Under the disguise of tradition and poverty, African children continue to be exploited oppressed and abused by the so-called adults whose job is to protect them. With that being said, this art of girls' child abuse have captured the attention of government, institutions and organizations like United Nations, non-government organizations 
and civil society organizations of which frantic efforts are being made to arrest and profess solution to this problem. Out of the non-government organization doing fantastically well and working ceaselessly to address and provide solution to this issue of girls' gender abuse is Girls Impact Network, a non-government organization which is based in Abuja, Nigeria, West Africa. The organization focuses on teaching values and morals, media literacy, self-esteem and leadership. They believe that through mentoring, girls' child can reach their highest potential. My guest on this episode is Mrs. Abigail Ekiotene. She is the founder and the CEO of the organization. All right, thank you so much for having me. That, that's what I'm going to start with. <laughs> <So you play. laughs> yes, yes. And let me also correct, it's Ekiotene. Okay, Ekiotene. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm Abigail, like you said, Abigail Ekiotene. I'm a media producer. I'm also a TV host. And I'm the founder of the Girls Impact Network an organization committed to improving the quality of the girl child's life. That's basically what oh, I yeah. do. <laughs> That's quite Who interesting. Yeah. Nice introduction indeed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, rightly said a few minutes ago, like you run a not-for-profit organization. That is why you have been privileged to be featured on this episode, on this, on this platform. Yes. Uh, will you please tell the listener, tell the listener a brief or glimpse or comprehensive details about your not-for-profit organization, please? Okay. Girls Impact Network, you mean my own? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes. All right. <laughs> Girls Impact Network was born out of a need to improve, like I said, the quality yeah. of the girl child's life. Because I see that from my own experiences as a young girl growing up. <laughs> young girl, yeah. Yes, as a young girl growing up, I, I didn't really have, I didn't really have the opportunities that I see uh, that are available right now, especially in the area of mentoring. Girls in Panetta doesn't just do the normal advocacy. Yes, we do advocacy. We advocate for the rights of the girl child, but that's not like our core. I mean, a lot of people are doing that. Sure. Yes. So, and we also we also look at um, health education, giving uh, ensuring that these girls have proper hygiene as much as possible, especially those in the boarding school. So it's 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 not it spans from not just uh, girl child education, but also from focusing first on mentoring because I didn't have that exposure so i mean i didn't i didn't have people that i could look up to when i was growing up so i made a lot of mistakes and i, I in fact <laughs> i was when, whenever i see a, a, a school girl whether she's an ss1 or ss2 or a junior, in junior secondary school my heart moves out to her so there was just this desire to fill that gap to say okay here i didn't get this but i i i have a desire you know to take responsibility okay. to not just advocate for you people say okay you people you guys have to <laughs> enjoy what I didn't enjoy, <laughs> yeah. but also to see that the, the environment is conducive for them, okay? And that's why we also move into media literacy, which I'll talk about much later, but that is basically what we do. Oh, that's, that's quite interesting, it's quite interesting. And as a married woman, you have, of course, you have a, you have a baby boy, I think, yeah, and a presenter and, and, and a girl. Producer, a, a, a boy girl. and two children, a <laughs> boy quite, and a girl. Quite interesting, a, a little, um, even not more, it, 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 it's an irresponsibility already. But as a married woman, a producer and a presenter, of course, you work with one of these top uh, media organizations, Christian Broadcasting Network Africa, CBN Africa, yeah. um, and you decided to run a non-for-profit organization. But what was the incident or the occurrence that prompted you to start it or to, to, to decide that I'm going to run this non-for-profit organization? 
please tell the listener. Yes, <laughs> this is this is a very uh, a very very profound question because, like you said, uh, what I'm already part of a humanitarian organization, which sure. is the Christian Broadcasting Network, That's quite and for about five years we've been doing the same, you know, going into villages and reaching out to the unreached, basically. You know, sometimes we're doing, whether we're doing water well, sometimes we're, we're sponsoring orphans, sometimes we're doing women empowerment and all of that. So that has been my life, kind of, for the past uh, five yes. years. Yeah. And that I realized that there was just a need, like I said, mm. looking at the fact that, okay, in, in, in my organization, they're not focused such, so much on the girls. It's more, okay, there's a disaster somewhere, we do disaster relief and all of that. So I really wanted to find that, I wanted to be able to reach because in those communities when I go to those villages I still see those girls who go to schools yeah. but then we're doing different things at different times so I re realized that I would want to really reach out I want to get closer I want to mentor I want to talk I want to counsel and yeah. that was where okay I could start something that would get me closer to these girls in this community in this communities that I reach out to I could do something that would get me to a point where they can they can have someone to look up to and then they're being mentored. <laughs> yeah, that's quite interesting. As you rightly said some minutes ago, like your, your organization focuses on improving the quality of young girls. I mean, their the life, the, the life of young girls um, in Africa, let's say in the rural communities of the African continent. Um, it's quite interesting and awesome indeed. But why do you focus on girls only? Yeah. All the boys doesn't, doesn't want a better life. <laughs> Will you please explain yeah, this? I actually get that question every time. I mean, whether it's on social media, like how about bo uh, what do they say the, boy, the uh, boys child the boys the, yeah something like that <laughs> and I, I i i think that it's it's a valid question yeah <laughs> but i i wouldn't say that i have the and i don't know if i would try to justify it i'm not trying to justify okay it has to be girls it has to be in fact some people say are you a feminist are you into women you know are you an activism you know no in fact, the scripture, one of our anchor scriptures is let the older women teach the younger girls, yeah. the younger ones. So it has been, I don't know, it has been the heart of God. Right? So that doesn't <laughs> mean you're not going to, you're not looking at uh, the, the boys as well. But I believe that boys somehow in the culture, in our cultural environment, especially in Africa, we all know the challenges the girl child faces. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's, 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 it's beyond just wanting to, okay, we're just focused on the girls. No, there has been that, that line already, that division. You know, yeah. even from, I mean, I, I have an example of a, a family, a man who had three girls and then he said he's finished. Okay. So you can see even from our cultural orientation, there's just yeah. something, but if you have a boy, <laughs> so boys are fine, let me put it that way, oh. they are fine. <laughs> yes, but maybe not in its totality, but yeah. they don't suffer as much, as I mean, girls. You, you, yes, as yeah. girls in, in every area. Well, that's quite interesting though, yeah. at least a valid answer, <laughs> something <laughs> to look up to. Uh, yes, even though the organization is still young, like in our pre-conversation before this interview, you may mention like the organization is still young and stuff like that. Yes, yes. And you may mention like the organization recently got a partnership with an organization in Canada, something like yeah. Days for Girls. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of projects should we be looking forward to from the collaboration of the organization and the organization? Okay, now that that came out, now that is, like I said, yeah. I told you that we are not so, we've not been there for a long time. Yeah. And so meeting these people from Days for Girls was, 
as an awesome opportunity sure. uh, because you know sometimes people want to partner with uh, organizations that are established yeah. you know I remember when we tried getting some grants some time ago they said okay if you don't have this you don't have this a criteria was so much but for us to come to a point where we we were still able to get attention you know yeah. from this organization was it was it was really really encouraging and we're hoping they, they, they are into providing um, sanitary towels for girls Okay. And so it was based on one of well, one of the, the visitations I did to I think I was somewhere last year celebrating the International Day of the Girl Child. We had we had uh, gone to distribute sanitary towels okay. in some communities in the FCT, about two schools, and we had only two hundred and fifty pads. So that was. So so that was terrible like is that all you know we went on social media you know from different word of mouth we're asking you know but we didn't get much but somehow by the time we got uh, this we, we they they got involved in this whole thing they, they were open to the fact that they are ready they were ready in fact to produce at least we're looking at it was in thousands the parts they were going to create because they wanted to do uh, they were trying to create reusable parts yeah. because our own normal parts that we use here are quite so expensive yes yes so that's what we're still working to see if that is possible to get them into the country but we've had a lot of issues so cost on one of different things so yeah. we are hoping that <laughs> if these girls can get it there they would it will it will really improve it will really improve their lives I know of a community that doesn't have access to power supply or portable water. I know of a community whose 250 residents feed, drink, bathe and use water from only one source. I know of a community who gain access to water only during raining season. I know of a community that has 28 years of unfulfilled dreams of gaining access to water. I know of an NGO that is ready to make this dream a reality. Eagles Foundation for Humanity is about to construct a borehole for the people of Omile in the community, Moro Local Government, Kwara State. You sure can join us, support us, lend a helping hand and make this dream a reality. No amount is too small. 11500-3852-524 Skybank Eagles Foundation for Humanity. Let us all come back and put Omile in the community back on the map as every little good deed done today shall surely be rewarded tomorrow. It's quite obvious that um, the rate of girls child abuse in Africa, I say like in quotes, Africa in quotes is a scandal, like it's high, it's high. Surely. It's high. Very, very <laughs> high. <laughs> you know, if we say, okay, like, if we start, okay, let's discuss about the figures of uh, the rate of girl child in Africa, like the rate at which girls child in Africa have been abused. The figure is now starting from rape, abuse, beating, and stuff like that. It's 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 I can it's incontrovertible. I, I don't know how to put it, but how do you think we can reduce this rate of girls' child abuse in Africa? What do you think? Now, I'm happy that you you were you were very clear and specific that the the rate is quite high. I mean, yeah. one in five girls from yes. statistics, international statistics, are, is saying one in five girls are sexually abused sure and one in ten boys so you can see the, you can see that already <laughs> the, the difference is clear so it's not as if we're trying to oh focus is just girls girls no they really need that help and it starts with communities i believe that everything every change every yeah. positive change that will go a long way in making our, making sure that the girls the quality of their lives are improved starts with communities and from communities you go down to families 
Yeah. Okay, those are the those are the, those are the, the family mix, the community. So <laughs> you start from there, making sure that even in the fam in that in that setting, yeah. boys are taught to even respect. As simple yes. as that. Yeah. <laughs> Not because like I have my boy, I, like I said, I have a boy and a girl. Yeah. And sometimes I see um, maybe the boy because boys will always be boys. Yes. Sometimes like literally, like maybe she does something because she's the younger one. Yeah. And he hits her, and I said, you don't hit a girl because she, he knows that she won't be able to hit him back. <laughs> so even from that. Yeah. The conventional stage, part. Yes. Which is correct. Yes. From that level teaching to be able to okay you you take care of your sister yeah <laughs> for example i'm a twin and in secondary school i saw my brother stand my twin brother stand up for me he would say when maybe boys want to tease me or look for my troubles to do anything that wasn't to my own i mean it was detrimental to me yeah. he would stand and say don't touch my sister so you see if if it starts from the family then it can extend to the wider society yeah. if it's already terrible outside then let's start start from inside and work it through and then somehow it spreads. So it's what I would say is let's start from the basics. Let's start from changing our orientation, teaching the boys to take care of the girls, teaching them to, to guard them, <laughs> teaching them that they are your sisters. They are, I mean, before you know, it's just a culture that just changes the world one day at a time, one family at a time, right. one person. And then you see the change that you want. Thank you for staying tuned. I believe together we can all make the world a better place for her. There is a community in the western part of Nigeria, Ilorin, Kwara State to be precise, namely Omilende community. Would you believe if I tell you that this community doesn't have access to clean water for the past 28 years? The only river they have is what they depend on. They take their bath, wash their clothes, they drink all from this same water. This is disheartening and heartbreaking. With unfulfilled promises from the government, both local and federal government, Eagles Foundation for Humanity, a non-for-profit organization, have taken up the responsibility to build them a borehole which will provide them clean water so that they can be free from diseases. You can support this cause by donating any amount you have to Eagles Foundation for Humanity. All donation art goes to the organization bank account. Account name Eagles Foundation for Humanity. Account number 115003852 Bank Sky Bank PLC. I take that again. Account name Eagles Foundation for Humanity. Account number 115003852 Again 11 5003-8524 and the bank is Skybank PLC. In case you are listening to this podcast outside the country and you would like to support the cause and you want people to be free from diseases, you can also support this cause by calling this number plus 234-8139-578850. I take that again. Plus two three four eight one three nine five seven eight eight five zero. Do join me on the next episode as my guest, Mrs. Abigail Ekiotene, will be telling us much more about our organization, their fantastic project, both the present project and the project we should be looking forward to from the organization. 
I remain your dear friend. I am Jimo Oluwa Tobishegun. You can simply call me JOS. For advice and inquiries on this podcast, do send me an email jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng, which is spelled as J I M O H at ngopodcast.com.ng. Jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng. I'll be expecting your mail. How I'm going for today. But before I go, don't forget, you have a vital role to play in the human race. Government cannot do it all for you. Be ready to do yours. I will do this with you sometime soon. Till then, change the world in your own little way.